Hi, you are listening to the Yoga Business Wisdom Podcast, episode number nine. Welcome to the Yoga Business Wisdom Podcast, offering you time-proven tips and tools to build a prosperous yoga business. Now your host, Lynn Ann Polite. Today we're going to talk about resiliency in your business. I think one shocking piece of awareness or an aha moment that comes sometimes with many teachers after taking a business workshop with me in their teacher training is that they're leaving their teacher training as an entrepreneur. You know, you really don't leave a training and then go and get some type of job that's going to give you a stable schedule and a stable source of income. And and maybe that's actually why you left teaching. You know, you no longer want to work a nine to five job and especially one that might be sucking the life out of you. But you know, what it, what it does mean, and my point is, is that you are an entrepreneur and you have all that goes with that, both the good and the not so good. And the one thing that clearly comes with being an entrepreneur is uncertainty. There's uncertainty about the level of business that you're going to get for your classes. There's uncertainty about the workshops and the success of your retreats. And it certainly takes a certain type of con- person or constitution of a person to be an entrepreneur, and it also takes skills, all of which you can cultivate. But one thing, one characteristic or critical thing it does take, and I think it requires, is resiliency. So I looked up resiliency, and and resiliency is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. There's a toughness, or a second one uh, definition is the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape, elasticity. So, of course, when I read the, the word elasticity, it sort of made me chuckle because that's what we do with our, our bodies in yoga and our minds is we, we move and we stretch and we create some type of elasticity so that we can spring back, so that we can have movement that's easier, that even our everyday movement is not restricted by some type of tightness in our body. Our, our minds are open for creativity, so there's not some tightness. Our spirit is open and loving and kind and compassionate because there's not this tightness. <clears throat> you know, I think of a yoga teacher with scoliosis that says she does yoga just to spring back to a working body. Otherwise, if she doesn't do all that, she brings her body back into alignment because if she doesn't, she's actually in constant pain. Or even what I do for for my, you know, loving out of hip alignment issue that I'm working with is that each day I'm working to attend to my hips so that my knees and my neck are not painful. So we're working with that elasticity to bring our body back into alignment, to bring our resiliency um, back from difficulties. The idea of this idea of moving our body, our mind, and our spirit also reminds me of the spirit part of the tenacity and the tenacity you know with regards to the capacity to recover quickly you need the tenacity or the determination and persistence you know tenacity is the quality or fact of being very determined or being persistent so it seems to me that these two are kind of hand in hand having the ability to bounce back from the low or bad times and persisting so what about resiliency? How do you practice that? What, what, what do you do in the practice of the time of difficulty? Or what do you do to have that ability that when something comes and derails you, you have the resiliency to get back? You know, I think I can give you all the advice for how to market yourself and the tick, trips and the tick, 
tricks, <laughs> the tricks and tips. But it's the point of an entrepreneur that this is the part of the emotional or mental part. This is the part where the inspiration, you know, comes from knowing that you're good, being determined and settling into your life purpose, and having that tenacity and that determination to continue on, and that will support your resiliency. And that requires good self-care. So what I do a lot of times with business plannings is I talk with teachers and I'm like, okay, what are we doing? And they're like, well, I want to do retreats and I want to do this. And it's all very businessy oriented. And I go, great. And what is the module of your business and the time scheduled and the, the, the goals for that area of where you can do your self-care? Either being inspired by a retreat that you go on, being inspired by more training or teaching or doing something different. One practice as far as keeping my resiliency and my determination and kind of reprogramming me that I, I really works on all kinds of levels is a practice of gratitude. Now this can come in many forms and one of them that I came up with came during the results. Uh, it was a result of my teen daughter revolting to participate to our, our dinner appreciation gratitude exchange before dinner. She didn't want to say or hear any gratitudes or appreciations. And so I said, okay. And I really wanted to still do something um, to start our dinner. So I came up with this idea. And I went and got two small bowls and then found a handful of these glass pebbles, which honestly, I don't even know why I had them. But they're those glass pebbles that you put in the bottom of the water vases for flowers to do arrangements. I think it sort of stands them up. And I, for some reason, had a bunch of them. And I just got a handful of them. And I put them in one bowl. And I said, okay, no need to speak. Simply in silence, give your gratitude and take one of those pebbles from one bowl and put it to the other bowl. And so with that, we sat in silence. I picked up a pebble, I put it in the other bowl, and she did the same. Now that bowl got moved from that dining table that one evening, which was a few years ago, and is now on the, a mantle or a uh, altar in our dining room. And as we go by in our daily life, we take a moment, a visual moment in any time of the day, and take a pebble and transfer it in a silent sense of gratitude. My daughter claims she never uses it, by the way, but I've counted. <laughs> and I know that she does because she does. There's some in there that I didn't do in the transfer. And we've done that and we've now kept it out through the year or through whatever number of months. And that's time. Go on. Those pebbles transfer all to one bowl. And all I do is switch it around and transfer the pebbles from bowl, one bowl to the other as well. So that's a practice of gratitude of having gratitude to continue and connecting and realigning with the resiliency because I, I take a moment to be so grateful for what I have and letting the, everything get into perspective versus all that's coming down on me that might be overwhelming, thereby supporting both my resiliency and also my persistence. So I asked other yoga teachers what their, pra their practice might be and I got some great ideas so I wanted to share those with you. One of them is to list, list, just in a journaling sort of way, all the experience or situations that you've had and what the outcome was. This was something that you feared, and yet you did resolve it. And the way that this teacher said is she said by looking at this list over and over, she saw that she had been resilient, that she had seen 
that there was times that were difficult, but yet she had the solution and therefore took stock and inventory of what she had done and therefore gave her the strength and the resiliency to move on through this next situation. Another similar version would be to write down a piece of paper and put them in a box instead of a journal. And these are all, you have this box or this jar of all these times that you've had a difficult situation and you put them in. Now this one, you might not even put the solution. You might just put them in as you do it. But then a month or two later, open up that box or that jar and start looking at those situations, which very well have been resolved and realizing that at the time they were so such an uh, obstacle, but yet as time went on that you had resolved them. And it was sort of in a more uncon, you know, not necessarily like I'm going to resolve this, but you just do in your daily life. And then taking stock of that a month later of what you did accomplish in, in solving those particular challenges. <clears throat> Another one is to step back and sort of create a wider view of what's going on. So there was a teacher who was was working on a retreat and it didn't look like it was going to be financially successful. She was going to break even, um, maybe make a little bit of money, but was walking into a retreat and was really, it was, you know, as it was getting closer and closer, was getting more and more anxious about the fact that it wasn't going to make tons of money financially. And she sat down and took a wider picture of that retreat and took inventory of all the other things that it was going to provide her. And she called it spiritual currency. So while, yes, of course she wanted to make more money with the retreat financial, she took back and took a wider view and was able to let go and calm herself and settle into the fact that this retreat was going to provide an experience uh, both for those participants and also for herself that were, she was calling spiritual currency. That brings me to another one of a, another ideas is when you go in there um, and you're having something that's that you're you're up against or maybe a downtime. Another another practice is to again step back but redefine what is success. So what happens with the teacher? She was saying how that it didn't work out and so she felt. Um, she felt she was very tenacious and that she would push and push and push and push and push and was actually nervous about giving up because she felt like a quote-unquote failure. And I was like, well, let's define what is failure and what is success. So another way to re is to re um, redefine really what is success and failure in the situation you are. Sometimes success is to walk away from a situation. That's not failure. That in fact finding that balance of really what is or that goal of really what is the best given the situation that you have and accepting that. And that's another another point here is that it segues into is another point of seeking balance. So if you are weighing, um, look into the balance of what you're looking at. You know, are you are you going, 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 and what's important is going, going, going and not having the balance or going, going, going and only going for money and not having the balancing of the spiritual currency or vice versa. In this particular situation, she said she sometimes goes overboard and is like, that's okay, I'm not making that much money because of all the other yummy, good spiritual pieces of it. But I assured her that you need balance in that. As a teacher, yes, you should earn spiritual currency, but you also should earn financial rewards. So have that balance. So seek balance will also be a practice to be tenacious and persistent. Of course, there's always meditation and chanting. In a daily, uh, the teachers were saying that their daily practice, both in yoga and in meditation, is it definitely resets everything. 
um, they're getting them back into a place where they are more flexible and resilient and can be elastic and tenacious. And last, but certainly not least, is if you're in that position of confronting something unpleasant, how do you be resilient is to regroup to yourself. Collect and confirm your worth, your uniqueness, and your teachings. There are tons of teachers out there, that's true. And it seems sometimes that it's like, what do you have to offer? And that is what you have to offer, is you. Your uniqueness and you of what you're channeling for what the world or the universe or whatever spirit you want to define it or spirit needs. So this is practices that can be done daily, and, and who doesn't need that? You know, waking into a world that's barraged with all that's wrong, you really need to reset, and you need to invite success no matter how dire this situation is. So some of the practices, the gratitude, I mentioned the gratitude bowl, listing tasks or experience in journaling, um, putting things in a box and then seeing how they have resolved, stepping back and creating a wider view of things, um, redefining what success and failure is, seek balance, uh, meditate or chant that can reset everything. And the last is collect and confirm your worth, your uniqueness, and your teachings. So that's what I have for you today on resiliency and tenacity in your yoga business. Be well. You've been listening to the Yoga Business Wisdom Podcast with Lynn Ann Polite. 